0: Because it doesn't have the.
1: Oh. The
0: it also doesn't have most of the cord because you'll notice the cat teeth mark. <laughs> That's why all of the pull cords on all of my window shades are tucked up. Yeah. That's a common thing if you have ca- uh, kids too, but mostly because they get strangle themselves with them. Some days I wish she would strangle herself with it. <laughs> my house would be a lot less destroyed. Like and- 10 pounds of anger and fluff ruining my life fucking cats (laughs) but let's get going because i need to shower and eat and then go to bed it's been a long day so you ready Welcome to the newest episode of Rabbit Holes Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Elise. And I'm your other host, Andy. And welcome back to the show. Woo! Woo! So we missed doing this for our actual one year anniversary, uh, but we teased it last time. And I gave it exactly 10 minutes of thought today, which was eight more minutes than I actually had to give it thought. But it's time for a contest. (laughs) I totally forgot about it. (laughs) So So I figured we would do a contest like we did early on in our first run of uh, give us a good rating or review. Preferably good. I mean, middle of the pack or higher, I guess, is our cutoff on this one. Um, And since we don't have any free swag on hand at the moment, I figured we would just let the winner pick something from our merch site and we would buy it for you and ship it to you. Sweet. That sounds good. So, rules of the contest are pretty simple give us a good rating or review on whatever platform you're listening to our podcast on take a screenshot of it which is the wrinkle we forgot last time we took everyone at their word this time take a screenshot of it uh, and send it to us um either by email at at rabbit holes podcast at gmail.com or post it to your social medias facebook instagram or twitter and tag us in it on that platform and that'll get you into the draw exactly So I figured we'd run the sucker for two weeks. Three? Well, we're recording two episodes tonight. That is true. I can't guarantee that in two and a half weeks we're going to remember to do it again. That is very true. (laughs) That is very true. So this is the episode coming out on the 22nd. uh, And then after that is the 29th. So let's say you have to have your... uh, stuff into us by let's say the 4th of October. Yeah. And then um, we'll do a drop in on the 6th whenever we record. Just letting the winner know that they're the winner. That sounds great. Okay. Yes. Audio medium. Yeah, sorry. Thumbs up don't really fly. I know. <laughs> So, uh, remember to head over to wherever you are downloading this podcast from, listening to um, this podcast from, uh, leave us a good rating or review, screenshot it, and then either email it to us or post it to your social tagging us. And then you get to go to our merch site and pick out a lovely item that we will buy for you and have shipped directly to you. Yes. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's it for me. You got anything else? Any other housekeeping items? No. Well, then I think we should probably dive into stories. Yeah. And since I went first last time, that means you get to go first this time. So I have
1: to, uh, Obviously, as you said, we have two stories that we're doing, but just because we're launching our uh, review-based contest, I'm going to do my what I had planned for my second story. Oh, okay. Which is Amazon Reviews. Hey! <laughs> so I was browsing Amazon, as one does, and I was reading some product reviews, and one was really funny, which... Like, funny enough that I snorted because I was laughing that hard, which I do. Um, And then I thought to myself, this can't be the only funny review out there. There has to be a list of great reviews, and there is. Uh, And since I'm working on a couple of heavy stories for both here and another podcast, because I'm going to do Fatalities.
0: What? Yeah, I think. Breaking news for everyone, ladies and gentlemen. This is news to me, too. Yeah, we haven't set a date yet. Oh, uh, exciting. Is this the true crime one?
1: Yes, it's true crime where you talk true crime and you drink tea. So.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know what you're going to drink, but I can make suggestions. <laughs> I've got a couple of teas at the house. Just take one of those ones I brought, bought many moons ago when yeah. I was trying to...
0: <laughs> Get off the Pepsi.
1: Yeah, it did work. Uh, so I needed a little levity in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. And also
1: these are pretty easy to pull together, so my other one isn't finished yet so here's a compilation of some of the reviews i thought were the best and they are pretty hella funny so this is a the product is pick bic sorry bic for her medium ballpoint pen oh for her yes for her dainty lady fingers so uh the product gets a five stars and it's called great product my husband has never allowed me to write as he doesn't want me touching men's pens. However, when I saw this product and I decided to buy it using my own pocket money, and so far it's been fabulous. Once I had learned to write, the feminine colors and grip size, which was more, which was more suited to my delicate little fingers, has enabled me to vent thoughts about new recipe ideas, sewing, and gardening. My husband is less than pleased with this product as it as he believes it will lead to more independence, and he hates that feminine tingling sensation, along with the visions of fairies and rainbows he gets whenever he picks it up. Oh, the poor
0: guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to stop feminizing really stupid products like that. <laughs> also, these are jokes, people, so if.
1: <laughs> the next one is a Wenger Swiss Army Knife Giant. And because again, this is not a me- visual medium, this army knife is a massive. Holy shit! It's like the size of a medium woman's, like a medium-sized woman's wallet. Yeah. Like, also, it has
0: everything you could possibly want. Hmm. I think I saw that on display in Switzerland, where they were selling like real Swiss army knives. As like, this is every single option that you can possibly get. The idea is not that you get every single option that you can possibly get. I know. <laughs> it looks like a loaf of bread is what it looks like. Yeah, it's just massive. So uh, this review
1: is called Changed My Life. <laughs> and it's a three stars. Changed his life and it's only three stars? Her Life right? Chrissy. Received this as a gift for my 18th birthday. Wish I had known what it was, because as soon as I touched it, I grew a mustache and became a Navy SEAL. (laughs) Mom fainted and my dad laughed and handed me a beer. I was born a girl. Minus two stars, because my breasts were very nice. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) This one is a review of Where is Baby's Belly Button? A lift flat book, which I actually have in my house okay so it was called the title is do not buy this book you can see the ending right on the cover <laughs> by pac-man this book is completely misleading the entire plot revolves around finding baby's belly button <laughs> the title makes this much this much clear from the beginning however there is no mystery there is no twist baby's belly button is right where it's supposed to be on baby's stomach <laughs> right where it clearly shows you it is on the cover of the book The plot is a complete mess as a result of its reliance on the mystery of where the belly button is. Everything falls apart the second you realize that the belly button was in plain sight all along. There's no conflict, there's no character development, and there's scarcely any plot. Whoever wrote this book must have had a serious error in judgment because you would have to be an infant not to know where the baby's belly button was.
0: (laughs) This guy should write for the New York Times. I know. "Ah." But here's a head scratcher for you. Yes. If we were made in God's image, where does our belly buttons come from? I don't know. Why would God have a belly button? I'm just throwing it out there.
1: <laughs> the next one is called the Blue Amazon Kindle Waterproof Case Cover Protective Bag Pouch. Wow. Okay. So, but you know how sometimes like Amazon just has the massive, yeah, title to capture like the 800 all the things key- it does. Yeah. yeah. Title is. Hoping it'd be crap, her Kindle would slip out an electrocutor. Mm. Got this from my mother-in-law for bath time. <laughs> Hoping it'd be crap, her Kindle would slip out an electrocutor. So far, this bloody thing is staying in one piece. Great for <laughs> waterproofing your Kindle. Crap for murder. <laughs> oh, and it got five stars. Okay. The next one is a banana slicer. Okay. Five stars, and it's called Saved My Marriage. <laughs> What can I say about the 571B banana slicer that hasn't already been said about the wheel, penicillin, or the iPhone? (laughs) This is one of the greatest inventions of all time. My husband and I would argue constantly over who had to cut the banana slices. It's one of those chores no one wants to do. Nope. (sighs) You know the old, I spent the entire day rearing our children. Maybe you could pitch in a little and cut these bananas. And of course, you think I have the energy to slave over your damn bananas? I've worked 12 hours today. <laughs> These are things that can destroy an entire relationship. It's gotten to the point where our children could sense the tension. The minute I heard our six-year-old girl in her bathroom reenacting our daily banana fight with her Barbie <laughs> dolls, I knew we had to make a change. That's when I found the B, the 571B banana slicer. Our marriage has never been healthier. And we've even incorporated our (laughs) lovemaking. Thanks. B71B banana Slicer! Exclamation point.
0: Oh, so many questions that I want no
1: answers to. (laughs) Creative Arts by Charles Leonard Glitter. It's glitter glue. Okay. Uh, The title of this one, it's also five stars. It's called Um. Great for More Than Just Arts and Crafts. So, so I woke up in the middle of the night in my two-bedroom apartment, found my roommate passed face down on the wooden floor. I think nothing of it and go back to sleep. The next morning, I wake up to go to work, and there's a homeless guy asleep on my couch. My roommate wait, woke up still drunk and made friends with a bum. And this is the second time he's let a stranger off the street just stroll in and pass out. Great. You're probably thinking, what does that have to do with my arts <laughs> and crafting? I was going to ask. Well, he's going to tell you. <laughs> well, I bought this product and proceeded to cover everything my roommate owns in glitter. Every t-shirt, every book, every pair of shoes, his bed. I covered his entire life in glitter. <laughs> he will have glitter in every crevice of his existence until he dies. Did some of it track out all over our apartment? Yes. Does the carpet look like a care bear farted all over it? Yes. Did he threaten to kill me? Sure. <laughs> But will he ever let another stranger sleep on the couch? No. Will I ever have to worry about a random guy off the street murdering me in the night? No. All the security for just $12.44. Unbelievably staggering value. Cannot recommend enough.
0: There's something to be said for proportional response, and something to be said for an unproportional response. Glitter so does get everywhere. It though. does. It does. You're going to be wearing it for ages. Like the time I had to do arts and crafts at work, and it looked like I blew a clown on my workstation for like <laughs> a month and a half. <laughs> oh, remember that time you bored my. The, yeah, bro, the dragon tattoo. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're like, why is there, why is there glitter in in these pages where there's a violent rape scene? Oh, Christmas cards. Yep. I remember when I was about 13, someone, being a dick, dumped an entire bottle of glitter over my head. I had glitter in my hair for like a good year. Oh, yeah. It's not going anywhere. The next one is my personal favorite. or mm. one of my personal favorites. It's the Has- Harboro Sugar-Free Gummy Bears five-pound bag. You've I've probably... heard of these. Yeah. So this was the one that was on this original list. So it's called One. It's got a one star. Just don't. Unless it's a gift for someone you hate. <laughs> and this one's long. <sighs> oh, man. Words cannot express what happened to me after eating these. The gummy bear cleanse. <laughs> if you are someone who can't... Who could tolerate the sh- sh- blah, blah, blah. If you are someone that can tolerate the sugar substitute, enjoy. If you are like the dozens of people that have tried my order, run. First of all, for taste, I would rate these at about a bit of five. So good, soft, true to taste, fruit flavor, like sugar variety. I was a happy camper. (laughs) But, or should I say, but B-U-T-T. Not long after eating about 20 of these, all hell broke loose. I had a gastrointestinal experience like nothing I'd ever imagined. Cramps, sweating, bloating beyond my worst nightmare. I've had food poisoning from some bad shellfish that was almost like a skip in the park compared (laughs) to what was going on inside me. Oh, man. Then came the flatulence, (laughs) heaven to Musgrove, the sounds like trumpets calling the demons back to hell, the stench like a thousand rotten corpses vomited, I couldn't stand to stay in one room for fear of succumbing to my own odors, but wait, there's more. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. I swear my sphincter was screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was gaping, moi projectile vomiting a torrent flood of toxic waste. 100% liquid. Flammable liquid. Napalm. It was actually a bit humorous for a nanosecond, as it was just beyond anything I could imagine possible. And it went on for hours. Ugh. I felt violated when it was over, which I think might have been sometime in the early morning of the next day. There was stuff coming out of me that I'd ate at my wedding in 2005. <laughs> I had five pounds of these innocent-looking, delicious-tasting hell bears. <laughs> so I told a friend about what happened to me, thinking it had to be some sort of type of sensitivity I had with the sugar to the sugar substitute, and in spite of my warnings and graphic (laughs) descriptions, she decided to take her chances and take them off my hands. (laughs) Silly woman. (laughs) All of the same for her, and a phone call from her while on the toilet, because you kind (laughs) of end up living in the bathroom for a spell, telling me she really wished she would have listened. I think she was crying. (laughs) Her sister was skeptical and suspected that we were exaggerating. (laughs) She took them to work, and since it's like ninety percent, ninety-nine percent of a five-pound bag left, <laughs> she works for a construction company where there are builders, roofers, house painters, landscapers, etc. Lots of people who generally do have limited access to toilets on any given day. Oh I can't imagine where all those poor men and women pooped that day. I kept envisioning <laughs> men on roofs crossing their legs and trying to decide if they could make it down the ladder or if they should just jump. <laughs> If you order these, best of luck to you, and please don't (laughs) post a video review during the aftershocks. P.S. When I ordered them, the warnings and disclaimers and legalese were not posted. I am not a moron. Also, not... Not sure why so many people assume I'm a man, I'm a woman, we poop too, but of course our poop sparkles and smells like a walk through the meadow of wildflowers. (laughs) Thanks for all the great comments, I've been enjoying reading them, and so glad that the horror show I experienced from snacking on these has at least made a few of you smile. Oh my god. So, because I had to, like, look up. Right. So I couldn't find those exact gummies, but I did find some reviews for other sugar-free gummy bears.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they were all, uh, so here's just a sampling. Could be a great laxative. <laughs> gave me violent, and I mean violent, diarrhea. Gave, to them some, gave them to other people as a joke saying, don't eat them, because they gave me diarrhea. They didn't believe me. And guess what?
0: Violent diarrhea. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? Sounds like the effects of jelly Juice. So, fermented cabbage water versus sugar-free gummy bears. Your call. Uh,
1: someone says, buy only if you can't poop. <laughs> they taste good, but cause terrible terrible violent diarrhea and stomach cramping. Five gummies is considered a serving, by the way. They went into the garbage as the company won't take returns. <laughs> shame on them for selling them and shame on Amazon for allowing it. By the way, this was written from the bathroom as I've been on the toilet for two of the last three hours. Six people found this helpful.
0: (laughs) So you can still buy them online.
1: Yes, on the U.S. side. I couldn't find them on the Canadian side. (laughs) Okay, because we know better. (laughs) This person was... Five... They keep giving them good... Like, five out of five stars. Very tasty, but... The reason I bought these instead of sugar-laden gummies which I was absently-mindedly compulsively snacking on while working, I figured I should pay more attention to my sugar intake, got the stevia gummies, and snacked on them the same way, which attests to their flavor and texture. Next day, I spent married to the toilet. <laughs> However, completely cleaned me out, couldn't sleep without periodic pains of panic, and frequently Oof. had to bolt to the bathroom, even though there was nothing left in me. In short, this was the last thing you should eat before preparing for a colonoscopy. Good luck. Yikes.
0: I had what I thought was a really bad case of food poisoning once, and then I was talking to a healthcare professional like three days later, just coincidentally, and I was describing the symptoms. They're like, had you been in a hospital leading up to like a week or so before that? And I, yeah, I went in for some pulmonary tests. They're like, you probably picked up Norwalk. It wasn't food poisoning. That sounds what this is like. <laughs> Only all of these people have it from. Yes, they know exactly what gave it to them. <laughs> I just figured it was the Chinese food I'd eat.
1: <laughs> or those Stevia gummies. Uh, so, in our next, we move on to a next product VEAT for men hair removal gel cream. Okay. It's a five star review. Good product. Makes my fart sound louder. The hair must have acted as an interlocking <laughs> silencer. I give this a big thumbs up. Five out of five. <laughs> These are so gross. So this one is a Nexus Silent Wired Mouse. Five out of five star. Works great. My girlfriend and I were on the verge of breaking up because I could I would keep her awake at night with my constant mouse clicking. Not anymore. Consider this relationship saved. This mouse is so silent, she will sometimes forget I'm even home and invite her lover over. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> There's just a couple more. Holy Bible, King James, King James Version. Okay three out of five stars. A decent sophomore effort. (laughs) For those who don't know... uh Is a train coming? Is a train coming? I don't know. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. <clears throat> okay. a decent sophomore effort for those of you who don't know this is God's second novel after the Old Testament <laughs> okay. it's a marked improvement in my opinion he got rid of a lot of his previous angst and scorn and has really begun to show some maturity present in his later work he's become much more loving and kind God <laughs> and noticeably he doesn't throw nearly as many tantrums as he does in the first book Church true true, true. there's still vast rooms for improvement plot wise there really isn't much suspense and the story is incredibly repetitive in like four chapters he just rewords the basic same story over and over again (laughs) to top that off he puts those chapters one right after the (laughs) other like we won't notice i like the whole jesus character but let's face it the good guy martyr thing has been done before there's no need to devote so much of the book to that guy. <laughs> if you're really looking for a good God read, check out the Koran or the Book of Mormon. They're much more polished, plus the stel- storytelling in the Book of Mormon is wild. Yeah. <laughs> Some people says that it goes too far and points to it as evidence of God's over the hill. But I beg to differ. Just read it. God's like a genius or something. I mean, a magic spectacles. Tell me something that isn't awesome. I don't know how he dreams up some of this crap. <laughs> and this last one. I'm pretty good. This last one. And see? I didn't say it was short this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is for a vibrator. Okay. Five out of five stars. And it's called Holy Hell. <laughs> As if the other reviews didn't talk this product up enough, but I could see why. First of all, you could tell it's amazing quality. It feels sturdy yet bendable, which my god comes in handy, and it's very smooth and streamlined. I also love that it's rechargeable. So getting into the functionality, dear lord. I thought many reviewer- reviewers were being dramatic, taking it up, talking it up for comedic effect, but I cannot stress this enough. It's worth every penny <laughs> there's a lot of periods there i'm writing this review from my bed and will likely never leave it again because of this miracle toy from some, from the pin sinful pits of hell getting the suction to the right spot is a little difficult but once you find that sweet spot ha, ha, ha your life is changed <laughs> the first settings are pretty standard noting you haven't nothing you haven't had before but once you get to the third setting I don't think anyone could stay cool and collected after having that done to them. I'm not convinced this thing doesn't suck the soul straight out of my clit. I accidentally (laughs) pressed the button to make it go harder, and I think I might have blacked out for a minute. (laughs) I had to bite my pillow to muffle my screams so my roommate couldn't hear me. I'm out of breath, feeling like I just had the best sex of my life all in about five minutes. This thing is the best and worst thing to ever happen to me, because I'm not convinced any human contact for the rest of my life, will ever mesh- measure up to the intensity of this. For the love of God, if you're reading this review, buy this product. <laughs> if not for yourself, for someone else, you will have their eternal gratitude. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm writing this for my bed.
0: <laughs> the best and the worst thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, that was my moment of levity between my more difficult stories that I'm writing. <laughs>
0: um that's it yeah that's really short there's a um the podcast uh how did this get made yeah you ever listened yes so at the end like they spend two hours shit talking a movie and then go to amazon to look at the five star reviews genius like whoever thought to include that as part of the podcast comedy gold. Whoever goes on to Amazon and writes five-star reviews for these terrible, terrible, terrible movies, I want to meet them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there's one in the list because of the list, one of the lists I found, it was like 41. Some of them just weren't that funny. They were okay, but not like yeah. these. Uh, and one of them was, like, Wolf of Wall Street. So okay. It was, like, a one-star review. There's no wolves on Wall Street. There's no actual wolves on Wall Street. And that's all the review. Well,
0: that's good. I was like, touche. <clears throat> touche. Oh, but all the, like, Nick Cage
1: movies... Oh my god. uh, Actually, I think we used to work with somebody, no offense if you're listening, (laughs) that would write some five-star Nick Cage reviews. Yes,
0: it's true. Uh, I listened to one of their episodes from the summer recently, because I've got a backlog, and I was just like, pretty sure I can guess who wrote this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's too pro-Nick Cage, if you ask me.
1: (laughs) He does love his Nick
0: Cage.
1: Although, I should... I wrote rec- – I so we discovered that we had not seen one of the Sharknado movies, the last one that came out. Okay. And then we couldn't find it streaming anywhere, because it had come out while we were sort of in our, like – Baby bubble? Nah, not even baby bubble. Like, last year, from about last spring to about this spring, when like, – i I'm just finishing a season that came on early last year. Right. Of, like, a TV show I I watch. Yeah. So, like, that's how long we... So we hadn't watched any TV, and I didn't even hear about it. So I actually bought it off of Amazon oh, just boy. so we could watch it. So we got ripped and watched. Um <laughs> It was really funny. It was <laughs> terrible. Like, I don't... Like, it was... Like, I enjoyed, for what they are terribleness, terribleness they are, the first one. But then, like,
0: obviously... They, more and more.
1: Aw, oh, like... Sort of like the Fast and the Furious, but not with the same budget. Like, mm. yeah. The stupidity is high level. Right. The acting is awful. Well, I mean, look at who they get. I mean, Tara Reed is terrible, but in a great way.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. Cool. <laughs> Well, I'm going to take a real uh, hard left from there. It's <laughs> not hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so in case uh, the neuroses haven't tipped you off, I'm an only child. You might have noticed. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, I had for a really long time always wanted to have siblings. Uh, I was an army brat and an only child, so it meant mm-hmm. moving around a lot and like having to remake friends. And I always figured if I had like a sibling, I'd be set. Um, So I was listening to the teacher's pet podcast, and they were talking about weird relationships between the prime suspect and his twin brother, right? Yes. Because I've I've listened to that one. Yeah, I haven't listened to all of it. I gave up at a certain point because it was, like, too slow of a burn. It was. It definitely was. Like,
1: there's certain things, like, when they talk about, like, the the relationship that all of the teachers had with the students. Right. They don't talk about that to me enough, but there is an investigation. Right. To that. Went into
0: it, but yes, that's just a creepy. Right. But that was the inspiration for this story because it reminded me that I used to tell people that I had a twin sister named Dawn, who went to a different school because our parents wanted us to be independent, and we moved a lot. So who was to say no? <laughs> You're a psychopath. <laughs>
1: I was an only child.
0: I was moved a lot as a child. I was not handling it very well. (laughs) Um, This explains so very (laughs) much. So I've always been curious about the phenomenon of twins, and that's what I'm digging into today. So let's start with the basics and talk about what are twins. Uh, About one in every 30 babies born in the U.S. is a twin. So for every 60 pregnancies, one of them is a twin. That's a, a twinning. Dirtling. I know, right? That seems really high to me. There are two types of twins, identical and fraternal. Identical twins come from one fertilized egg that splits and develops two babies with exactly the same genetic information, whereas fraternal twins are two eggs that are fertilized by two sperm and produce two genetically unique children. Some fun facts about identical twins. About one in three sets of twins are identical. Science still isn't sure what causes the original single fertilized egg to split into two, creating two babies. It's just one of those mysteries we all have to live with. Approximately one quarter of identical twins are mirror images of each other, which means that the right side of one child matches the left side of the other. Weird. (laughs) Right. Yeah, creepy as all get out. Some fun facts about fraternal twins. So if one in three sets are identical, then it's probably no surprise that two out of three twins are fraternals. Fraternal twins are no more alike than individual siblings born at different times. The fact that they can look incredibly similar is just a coincidence, and odds are other siblings in the family would have a similar look as well. It is a 50-50 toss-up if the babies will be of the same gender or not. So you're not more likely to have the same gendered babies if they're fraternal twins than not. It's all coincidence. The older the mother, the higher the chance of twins gets. I did know that as well. Yeah. So because uh, as we age, women have more estrogen, it means that they may release multiple eggs in a month, which makes sense evolutionarily. As you get older and your fertility window is closing, the body wants to get you as pregnant as possible as quickly as possible, so releasing multiple eggs makes sense. And <laughs> their uteruses get dusty. <laughs> dusty, yes. Uh, also, just in terms of statistics, older women may use fertility treatment to get pregnant more often, which often results in multiple babies as well. And the more pregnancies a woman, a woman has, the higher chances are that she'll be having twins as she progresses. So keep that in mind, ladies, if you want to try for one more baby. If you've already got like seven at home, you've got really good odds of popping out two.
1: I know, but they were monitoring me for Elizabeth because, again, on fertility treatments. um, Yeah. It was like, oh, oh, you might have one. You might have two follicles. I don't think I
0: ever actually had two viable follicles, but uh, most people do. Yeah. If not more. Uh, it's true that twins run in a family, as a woman is more likely to conceive fraternal twins if she is a fraternal twin, has already had a fraternal twin, or has siblings who are fraternal twins. So what do you say, there are no twins in our family? Might be somebody a couple generations back to explain why.
1: Yes, Dan's uncles are twins. Okay. So that was the joke. whenever ever a female in his or anybody in his family gets pregnant, they're playing with that Russian roulette of how many, <laughs> how many they're going to have. And then one of his cousins, they were trying for their third. Right.
0: Had their third and their fourth. Yeah. 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 Be careful. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, fun fact. Black women from Africa have the highest incidences of twins, while Asian women have the lowest. Hmm. They don't know why. It's just one of those statistical anomalies that have been observed. Uh, Some scientists are currently positing that there is, in fact, a third type of twin. In this case, they suggest that the egg splits before fertilization, and then each half is fertilized by a sperm. So it's kind of that in-between one egg with the same genetics becomes two eggs with the same genetics and two splits in between. Uh, This theory was put forward to explain why some fraternal twins look identical but have different DNA. Hmm. But the DNA still says that they are individual people. Like, there's um, differences in the DNA. Uh, Twins are usually born around the 38 week mark. This is primarily due to real estate demands and pressure on the gestational environment. Though if you happen to have a huge ute, odds are you could carry them full term, but very rarely was that reasonable. So to debunk some twin myths, twins are more or less equally likely to be female or male. There's not one gender or the other overrepresented. And the incidences of twins don't skip generations. It's like you said, Russian roulette. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So enough science. Let's dive into some of the interesting stories about twins that are circulating out there. I think one of the most common uh, kind of urban legend myths is that twins have a deeper bond than any other human connection. While some people liken it to telepathy, 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 telepathy.
1: I don't know anymore. (laughs) I know, right?
0: Like, it's not tilapia. That's a disgusting fish. So, telepathy or mind reading. (laughs) According to Live Science, uh, as many as one in five twins claim to have a psychic connection to their other half. I'm unclear if that means five sets of twins or one person in two and a half sets. But math has never been my strong suit, and life science was not helping with that equation. (laughs) Ah, you went to life science. I did. (laughs) Uh, But life science also points out that two people who are really close, like married couple, BFFs, constant companions, are usually able to predict what the other person is thinking in most situations anyway. So it – coincidence. Like, don't want to, like, knock any twin bonds out there, but odds are you just – you've spent so – like, so much time with that person. Yeah. That's probably what it boils down to. Uh, Telepathy and Twins was popularized in the 1844 novel The Corsican Brothers by Alexandre Dumas. In that story, conjoined twins are separated. But as one twin says, quote, However far apart we are now, we still have one and the same body, so that whatever impression, physical or mental, one of us perceives has its after effects on the other. So that's where the urban legend kind of entered the mainstream. Uh, twins who die within hours slash days of each other often feed this myth. For example, in 2017, 97-year-old twin sisters Martha Williams and Jean Haley died outside of their Rhode Island home after they both appeared to have tripped and fallen in the cold, dying from exposure. I would venture that maybe one 97-year-old went out and slipped and the other tried to help. And and also slipped. And also slipped and fell. (laughs)
1: That's just
0: me. Versus they both wanted to go together. There's also an interesting case of a pair of Finnish twins that died just hours apart on the same road. The first was hit by a truck while bicycling, and just hours later, his brother was also hit and killed by a truck on the same road while also biking. And the police had yet to inform him of his brother's death. It's a very unsafe road. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I actually have that in my point. The next point is maybe Martha and Jean, one fell and the other, tried to help each other. In the case of the brothers, maybe that road is just dangerous for cyclers. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that.
0: Yeah, The fact is, most of this air-quoting proof of twin telepathy is anecdotal rather than factual. Someone gets a feeling that their twin is in danger knowing they've put themselves in a dangerous situation, and that's what they react to. So if my imaginary twin sister Dawn happened to go out drinking last night... I might feel that she's in trouble because it's not safe to be a single woman out drinking nowadays, like, because men are terrible. (laughs) So, can't be terrible. (laughs) But then we have stories like that of Jim Lewis and Jim Springer, which kind of makes you ask a lot of questions about what these bonds are and if they're really there. So... Uh, Lewis and Springer were born in 1940. Uh, The two boys were adopted into different families and went their separate ways at three weeks of age. When they reunited at age 37 and started catching up, things got weird fast. Oddly enough, both adopted families named the new addition to their family James or Jim. So they both ended up with the same name. In another coincidence, they grew up about 40 miles apart from each other and had never met until they were 37. Growing up, they each had a dog, whom they named Toy. In school, they were both mathematically inclined and enjoyed woodshop, but neither were good spellers. As they grew older, they both met and married women who were named Linda. So, Jim and Linda and Jim and Linda. (coughs) Their first marriages didn't work out, so they split and both tried again, both marrying women who were named Betty. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, Jim and Linda became Jim and Betty, and Jim and Linda became Jim and Betty. (laughs) Uh, Somewhere in their marital turmoil, both of them had a son, one each, and they both named their boys James Allen. The only difference was that Allen was spelled differently. One had two L's and the other just had one. But still. Yeah. Weird. Creepy. Both were heavy smokers and drove the same kind of Chevy and one was employed as a security guard and the other as a sheriff's deputy so both in the security yeah. line so when they reunited at 37 like all those like hard copy style shows like loved it and everyone was talking about the gym twins throughout i think it was the early 90s late 80s when it happened so there's a lot of coincidences yeah uh, that's a
1: good nature versus nurture yes type yes. of
0: And it's interesting you say that, because my next point is this case brought up a lot of questions and possibilities around the concept of nature versus nurture and telepathy and twins. (laughs) I do this a lot to you. I'm sorry. I know. know. But you didn't give away anything, so it's good. So Dr. Thomas Bouchard of the University of Minnesota was working in the area of reunited twins around the time that the gyms found each other. So in 1983, he launched the Minnesota Twin Family Study, which had related projects in adult development, impact on families and sibling interactions slash behavioral patterns. Uh, The original project, and I did a lot like this, was a registry intended to keep track of all volunteer twins born in Minnesota from 1936 to 1955. But that time frame was extended to include twins born between 1961 and 64, and then later twins born in 2000. So as a historian, I know that the last time anyone started a registry of twins, it did not end well, because it was probably Mangala and he was experimenting on them. Yeah. So as soon as I read registry of twins, I was like, and this started in thirty or for twins born between thirty six and fifty five, like no effing way would I ever put my name on that oh registry <laughs> ever. But apparently a lot of people did. <laughs> so it primarily this larger study. Pri- oh, there goes Maggie. <laughs> oh. Hi, Maggie. Sorry, Scuttle. <laughs> oh, she probably got trapped under the, bed. under the bed. She finally decided to make a break for it. <laughs> uh, so the study that Bouchard is running is primarily to conduct personality and interest tests with about 8,000 plus twin pairs and family members via mail. So in 1979, he started specifically studying twins that were raised apart and concluded that twins that had been raised apart had a 50-50 chance of being like the gyms in terms of personality, interests, and attitude. Somehow, this 50-50 chance led Bouchard to conclude that the similarities in twins is down to genes and not environment, which seems like a really shoddy conclusion to me, but okay. <laughs> I'm not the one holding the grant money.
1: Yeah, but also, like, did they... Am I giving anything away? Did they do, like, a study with other siblings who were raised apart? Oh, I don't know. But that would be an interesting like controlled group. So, like, similar. So then it's genes. Like, they share genes. Right. They're not identical or twins, but then they're the same level of I- of identicalness yeah. than that, um, like, a normal, than but, a
0: fraternal twin would be. But also, if you're trying to compare nurture versus nurture, and your results are 50-50, how you can conclude one or the other is what's actually happening, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah,
1: how you can get a conclusion out of yeah.
0: that. Yeah, I guess somebody's grant was running out, and they needed to make a definitive statement somewhere and said something, but, like, it... yeah, I'm not the scientist, I'm not the researcher, I'm just going to say, from what I read really quickly online over lunch at work the other day, it seemed a little questionable to me. <laughs> Other common stories that you hear about twins when uh, you go looking for them, because you're prepping for a podcast happens to be around the difficulties that identical DNA represents. Obviously, this is just for identical twins. Having the exact same sets of DNA certainly helped out brothers, Abbas and Hassan, uh, because in 2009, someone stole $6.8 million worth of jewelry from a luxury department store in Germany. Unfortunately for the thief, they left their DNA behind. Fortunately for the thief, he was one of a set of twins. <laughs> Identical twins. So both men were arrested because the DNA matched, uh, but were eventually released from custody because police couldn't determine which of them had actually committed the crime. So there you go. <laughs> Here's a convenient little get a jail free card. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully, one shared the booty with the other. <laughs> But in one situation that was slightly less high stakes, let's look at the case of Holly Marie Adams. So summer of 03 was one hell of a time for Holly Marie. That summer, she was newly single after breaking up with Raymond Miller in April. They stopped having fun, adult fun time that spring. That's important. Keep that in mind. On August 8th, Holly Marie went to the Sykeson, Missouri Rodeo, where she bumped into her, boy, her ex-boyfriend's twin brother, Richard. She went home with Richard and they had adult fun time together. Oh no. She had a suspicion that she had gotten pregnant and had that confirmed by doctors on August 20th. So, was that 12 days later? Uh, she must have been feeling hell guilty because she met up with her ex boyfriend Raymond and they had adult fun time together. Yeah. Now, I looked at the child support appeal trial transcript. And it's a lot of dates of possible sexual encounters with the brothers, who was wearing a condom and who wasn't, when Holly Marie's pregnancy test was. It's a mess. Like, you have to be, like, Moripovich Povich level to understand the Cummings. Of- no. <laughs> you said it! Stay Inns in it! Out- ins and outs? No. Still not good. Uh, all the details of this one. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> so... There was a decision registered in the court that one of the brothers had to pay child support. The transcript I was reading was from the appeal of that finding. Um, What the court decided was that, regardless of the fact that the DNA test showed with 99.99% certainty that both Raymond and Richard were slash could be the father to Holly Marie's baby, Richard was on the hook for the child support. And he was the rodeo hookup. So not the long-term boyfriend that she broke up with and then slept with later, the one in the middle. That hookup was where the baby came along. Here's why they found that. There are two facts that Missouri looks at to determine if a man is a baby's father. The first, a blood test performed by an expert shows a 98% probability or higher that he's the father. And two, if there are two or more presumptions that can be made and not disproven that he is the father. So, presumption one was that Richard had sex with Holly Marie around the time of conception, and presumption two was that she wasn't having sex with Raymond at that time. Because remember, they broke up in April and then didn't sleep together again until August. Holly knew that she was pregnant. So, Richard was trying to get out of paying child support, and so claimed that Holly Marie slept with his brother on August 8th, the date of conception, and that's how it got reported in the media. So, you may remember this. Mm, I do remember this. I vaguely this. remembered it. Yeah. Like, she got, tr- like, dragged to the media for sleeping with twin brothers, and it was all based off of the one who didn't want to pay child support, saying that she also slept with her ex-boyfriend around the same time as him. Like, that's all it was, and she got dragged for being a slut, and slut-shamed from here in eternity. But, regardless of what was in the media, that's not what the court believed. It decided that Richard was most likely the father based on the ability to count, Right. And the belief that Holly Marie knew who she slept with on what dates. Again, most women. Yeah. We have a pretty good track record of being able to pin things down. Although if you watch Maury, not so much. Not so much. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) So the court threw out Richard's appeal, and he is the father of record on Holly Marie's baby. That poor child. Yes. Yes. It's going to be real awkward around Thanksgiving times when that kid gets older. But it is what it is. Make better life choices, people. Yeah. So I was thinking that I would close out my story on the Gibson sisters, who were silent for the majority of their lives, speaking only to each other in an imaginary language, had weird rituals that baffled medical professionals, had several documented cases of trying to kill each other and themselves, only to decide that only one could live so the other could be normal. It was a whirlwind of a story. But, and that's why we drank it, a great story on them, so just go check that out instead. I'm not going to tell you that story. While I was looking at the website, at a website that was talking about the Gibson sisters, I found another bonker story about twins that I vaguely remember from the news uh, when it happened. And I decided to dig into it. And it was only until I was like three quarters of the way through it that I realized that, and that's why we drink also covered this story. So I'm telling you this one because it didn't stick out in my mind. Yeah. I don't think I remember the other so, one from them either. But. So I'm going to tell you the story of Ursula and Sabina Erickson. these twin sisters were born in Sweden in November, 1967 by 2000, Ursula was living in the U S and Sabina was living in Ireland with her husband and two kids in May, 2008, Ursula visited her sister Sabina at her home in Ireland. A few days into the visit, the sisters left Sabina's home in secret and went to a police station in Liverpool to report concerns over the safety of Sabina's kids. And Google map tells me that it's about a seven and a half our drive slash ferry ride to get there. So I went from Ireland to Liverpool to make this report. The look on your face of confusion and consternation was also on my face. Like, why? Why? Why not go to local police? Exactly. Or police
1: in the same country?
0: Yes. Quasi-country. Yeah. Liverpool police followed up with the police in Dublin, where Sabina was living, Uh, But other than being odd, there was no signs of what was to come, and there was no explanation for why they did what they did. It's not a crime to go almost eight hours away to report something. They didn't find anything of concern back home, but whatevs. Uh, So they talked to the police in Dublin, and then once the police kind of cut them loose, the twins boarded a coach bus, so like a greyhound, and headed to London. About an hour and a half into the four-hour trip, the twins asked the driver to let them off near Stoke-on-Trent at a, stir- at a service station because they weren't feeling well. It wasn't a scheduled stop, but I guess the driver didn't want to clean up vomit, so decided sure. better to stop. Yeah. When they tried to reboard the bus, the driver wouldn't let them because they were acting suspiciously by clinging to their bags and then refused to let him search those bags. So now the driver's like, Meh. this is a lot of trouble. I want no part of
1: it. I don't get paid enough for this.
0: Yeah, not in my pay grade. The manager at the service station was told about the issue, and she called the cops. Cops responded, and after police spoke to the sisters, they decided that they presented no threat, and the police left. Because really, there's nothing yeah. nothing they can do. And that's where shit goes sideways, and started to make international headlines. So... Because it is the UK, there is closed circuit footage of the sisters leaving the service station and walking down the median of the M6, which is a divided four-lane highway, and trying to cross it on foot. As expected, this caused traffic chaos. Sabina got smoked by a truck, but managed to walk away without serious injuries. Highway authorities and a highway police unit responded to the scene, of course. The highway police, by the way, had a camera crew with them as they were filming a reality TV show at the time. Oh, wow. So a little bit of a gift from above and a curse for the local police force. Yeah. That it was more than just the regular... Body cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so both sisters were detained at the side of the road, but suddenly made a break for it, and this time both of them got smoked. One by a truck traveling at about 90 kilometers per hour and the other by a Volkswagen Polo, also traveling at high speed. I don't know what a Volkswagen Polo is. I'm assuming you don't want it to hit you traveling at high speed. Both survived, but Ursula had her legs crushed, and Sabina had been knocked unconscious for about 15 minutes. That is, Sabina was the one smoked by the Volkswagen, so... Ursula was the one with the crushed legs. She resisted medical help on site. And at this point, yelled at one of the officers who was trying to help restrain her so that EMT could work on her. Quote, I recognize you. I know you're not real. While Sabina was yelling, they're going to steal your organs. So shit's getting real weird. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> at this point, Sabina, who had been unconscious, remember, jumped to her feet, hit an officer in the face and ran back into traffic before she was caught, handcuffed and sedated in the back of an ambulance. The psychosis you have to be going through to have the physical mental the, the physical strength to power through what is surely a terrible concussion, and having been hit by two trucks within a time period, a short time, like that that's a lot of internal mental energy getting you going. It's a hell of a lot of adrenaline. Yeah. So As we leave things now, both of the women are in um, care of the EMTs. So yes, we're now at the stage where both of the women are being cared for by by EMT on site. Uh, With her legs crushed, Ursula is sent by air ambulance for treatment at a local hospital. But Sabina is transported to the local hospital where she calmed down pretty quickly and was released into police custody after about five hours. No psych exam was done. would like to stress again this woman got smoked by two different vehicles was talking about people stealing organs and no psych exam was given to her Ooh, nhs really dropped the ball on that one so now we have ursula in hospital with crushed legs and sabina in police custody And she, Sabina, appeared in court the next morning where she pled guilty to trespassing on the highway and hitting a police officer. The judge decided her overnight stay was sufficient punishment and she was released on her own recognizance with no further follow up required by anyone. Again, massive concussion. Drop the ball. After she left the court, Sabina wandered around Stoke on Trent looking for the hospital where her sister was being treated, but ended up meeting two local men at a park around 7 p.m. and asking them for directions to nearby hotels slash BNBs where she could spend the night. One of the men, Glenn Holland's head, just a real angel, but a real dummy, felt bad for her and offered her a room at his place for the night. Oh, that's sweet, but this is not gonna end well for mm-hmm. him, is it? It does not. So the next night, so 24 hours later, around 8 p.m., Glenn knocked on his neighbor's door to borrow some tea and went back inside his place. Less than a minute later, he staggered outside, bleeding, and told the neighbor, quote, she stabbed me and then collapsed and quickly died on his front porch. Sabina ran from the house with a hammer that she can be seen hitting herself on the head with on CCTV footage, because CCTV is everywhere in the UK. Um, A good Samaritan tried to stop her from hurting herself with that hammer, at which point she took a roof tile out of her pocket. I don't know, guys. I don't know. (laughs) So she took this roof tile out of her pocket and hit the good Samaritan on the head with it, knocking him out cold. At that point, EMT was on the scene and they gave chase. Sabina tried to escape them by jumping off a bridge onto the A-50, which is another highway, but both of her ankles in the fall, effectively ending her attempts to run. She was apprehended and taken to hospital. She spent a couple of months in hospital recovering and was discharged from medical care in September, as was her sister Ursula, and was arrested immediately for manslaughter. So you have to get released from the hospital before you can be taken into custody for the police. I guess is what they were going on. They were doing investigations. Yeah. I'm assuming trying to cover their asses for why they let this woman go. The first the, few times? The first few times, yes. I'm up to three in my head, counting. So both the defense and the prosecution agreed that Sabina was guilty due to diminished capacity, i.e. insanity. And the theory is that she was suffering from a condition known as folie d'ur, which uh, is the second half of my two-parter. I'm going to look at folie de in my next episode. Sneak peek. Um, but... Sabina herself was actually the secondary sufferer, with Ursula being the initiator of the condition. Yes. So Ursula started the psychosis. It spread to Sabina. And the only reason it wasn't Ursula who killed the man was because she had crushed legs in the hospital. And Sabina was left with a psychosis running wild. While a definitive diagnosis wasn't made, uh, it also sounds like... What it probably was, like, foliage, is just where two people share a psychosis, but the initiator has some other sort of mental illness that is shared. And uh, so there's no definitive diagnosis, but they suspect it is a form of schizophrenia, which, I mean, you're not real. They're trying to steal your organs. Sounds yes. like a lot of episodes of Law and Order I've watched, so I get it. In the end, Sabina was sentenced to five years in jail, so she's out now. And Ursula was sent back to Sweden shortly after her release from hospital, after the first highway incident. While we don't know what set the sisters off, their brother did give an interview to the Swedish, to a Swedish paper, in which he said that they were fleeing from maniacs who were chasing them. And that's really the only justification we have for what set them off. Like, we know they left Dublin, went to Liverpool to tell the cops that somebody was threatening the children. So it's those maniacs but like there's no and the brother going to the press and saying this is why as if it's real like it there's like a lot of questions out there but because of like privacy concerns and yeah. mental health is involved these women just want to go away very quietly and never like be in the public eye again we're not going to get a lot of answers but there is some really bonkers CCTV footage out there if you're looking for a really sad thing to watch well also Maybe it's a family... Because
1: schizophrenia does run in...
0: Yes. ...families. Yes.
1: Maybe they all have a touch of schizophrenia. Yeah. Could be. You know, for the brother to think that this is real.
0: Right. And
1: rational. And rational.
0: Like... Yep. Let's see. If they were born in... What did I say? 67. 77. 87. 97. That's a little late. Usually schizophrenia comes out in your late teens, early 20s. So... If they made it to 33, 34, before exhibiting signs of it, maybe it happens. Been, yeah. But maybe they had been exhibiting signs, just... Nobody thought to do anything about it. Yeah. So, uh, given the Ericsson's experience, I have to say I'm kind of glad that Dawn isn't real. And that is my concluding thought for my story about twins. Well, that brings a whole other life to your Topa story, too. Yeah. Although... I never had to murder to the dawn to make her go away. I just stopped talking about her. <laughs> also, I would like to point out no one believed me, rightly so. <laughs> Even eight year olds were like, This is fucked up. <laughs> this isn't real. Holy learned <laughs> so much about you. They know, right? <laughs> so that is our episode for this week if you would like to learn more about the show see our show notes uh head over to our website which is www.rabbitholespodcast.com there we have our merch tab where you can check out the lovely merch and if you enter our rating slash review contest you get to pick a prize off of our merch page that's where you would go to find what is available uh, there's also our support tab, which is where you can get the link to our Patreon page. And if you would like to send us an email about rabbit holes that you like to fall down or that you would like us to fall down for you, our email is rabbitholespodcasts at gmail.com.
1: And if you want to reach out to us on the social media, you can find us on Twitter at rabbitholespod, on Instagram at rabbitholespodcast, and Facebook at rabbitholespodcast page. If you like what you're doing, we're doing. Like we said, give us a review, or just recommend us to friends, families, enemies, co-workers.
0: It's election season, yeah, in Canada. So you'll have your local candidates stopping at your door. Promise them a vote if they'll listen to us, yeah, and then vote for whoever you want. Otherwise, yeah, I didn't answer the door the, the other day, but uh, that People's Party of Canada rep stopped by, and I really regret not answering the goddamn door.
1: Did I ever tell you about, this was like the first couple of years we were in our house and like the municipal elections were on. So the person, one of the people who were running for our ward uh-huh. was doing door to door and I had gone to work. It was a weekend. I think I was at work and uh, Dan was there by himself and I had left for work and there was, because we have a giant picture window, there was a dead bird on our front walk. Right. But I was running late. Yeah. Because I was like, well, Dan can deal with That's this when Dan gets- problem. Yeah, this yeah. is a Dan problem. <laughs> and so I think I must have texted him, like, dead bird or whatever. It was early in the morning when I left. So he had gotten up and had, like, sort of his pajamas on. And I don't even know if he had a shirt. Like, he looked like a real, like... Yeah. it's We didn't have any kids then. Yeah. We were, you know, you sleeping in, the in an nowhere. In almost, yeah. um, and the person shows up at our door. So Dan goes out and talks to him, and the guy is giving, like, (laughs) this, like, big impassioned speech on why, you know, why we should vote for him, because at least he lives in our ward, and most of the other people running don't actually live in Packingham, and blah, 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 blah. All the while, standing next to a dead bird, and Dan cannot stop looking at the dead bird and is thinking, does this guy know he's standing next to a dead bird? What does he think of us since we have a dead bird at our front <laughs> step? Does he think we have cats? Does he think, what does he think? Why is he doing this? I wonder what his internal monologue is like.
0: His internal monologue is like, oh my god, there's a dead bird and this guy doesn't wear a shirt and oh my god, I'm going to get murdered here. And so like, neither of them are actually listening to what the other one is saying. <laughs>
1: there not. So yes, and then after he left, he eventually I, I don't even think Dan actually cleaned up the dead bird till I got home and I'm like, the dead bird's still there. He's like, Tell me about this dead bird like well, let me tell you about the dead bird.
0: The dead bird is now registered to vote because this guy was just so into it.
1: We actually ended up voting for this guy just because of his commitment to giving his like spiel. if we for gonna <laughs> Yeah, like we I was like, you know what, dude, you get my vote. <laughs> for the dedication if nothing else dedication when it came to voting time I was like who are you going to vote for I was like I think we have to vote for the dead bird guy and I'm like yes we do
0: oh boy so uh yeah there's only one last thing to do to remind you and no there's only one last thing to do comma and that's to remind (laughs) you that if you don't know where you're going any road will take you there bye guys Bye. Apparently we don't know where we're going. Talk of the dead (laughs) bird.